Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 in the Odyssey at Linnell Willingham taking you up to 3 o'clock before I dish the rock to Craig Hoffman. He'll take you on your drive home. Right now, though, we're hitting the phones hard. Team 980 listen lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Twitter and Instagram, you can tap in with me there as well. N-E-L-L underscore BTP. We're feeling good after the Commanders' season-opening victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 28-22. Carson Wentz throws four touchdowns. Curtis Samuel gets in the mix. Eight catches, 55 yards, and a tut. Vibes are good right now surrounding the Washington Commanders. But just how good are those vibes? I want to tap in with you guys and get the pulse of the fan base. Did Sunday's performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars change your expectations for the Washington Commanders? I want to hear from you guys. Team 980 listen lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Let's go to Mike. Wants to tap in. What's going on, Mike? You know, great game. Second row behind the commander's bench. Took my daughter. She's eight. Had a ball. It was definitely rocking. In terms of expectations, I mean, I've been a lifelong fan. I'm 44, so I've seen the good days. And they only moderately increased um, (laughs) in terms of my expectations. I feel it. Why? I mean, other teams in the division, Philly, we expected them to be good. You know, they beat Detroit. You know, Detroit put up 35 that game. So, you know, we're talking about the 28 we put up. You know, we got to put up a little bit more. Uh, That was the most losing team scored in week one. So, you know, we got to bring it. We're underdog, one and a half point, you know, underdog already. So, you know, only moderately increase the expectations offense. I was excited to see that we were able to put up some points. We haven't had that in a while. So, hope we can continue to do that. Defense. Still, you know, very suspect. I think they got to get St. Juiced on the outside and put Kendall Fuller back on the inside. But, hmm. yeah, you know, I'd like to hear what you have to say in response. Hey, I appreciate the call, man. I agree with everything you just said, specifically about what's happening defensively. And that's where I'm trying to take everything with a grain of salt because it's hard for me. I, I tell you guys all the time, I'm a fan just like you guys are. I bleed burgundy and gold just like y'all. But I got to be a realist at the end of the day. And what I saw defensively from Washington this past Sunday is not good enough. It really isn't. Because if you all watched the game and you weren't inebriated watching the game, you know, we gave up some layups to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Trevor Lawrence just didn't make us pay for it. 
multiple times. The one to Travis Etienne, that would have been a touchdown, dropped. The one to Zay Jones, dropped in the end zone. So there were multiple times yesterday, or, or Sunday, excuse me, where Jacksonville just didn't capitalize on the mistakes that we made defensively. I'll tell you what, the Detroit Lions, they will capitalize on the mistakes that we make defensively. They want to run the football, straight up. That is what they are going to try to do. They're going to try to punch us in the mouth. Their offensive line was marvelous against Philadelphia. They're huge up front. They got a bunch of big guys that can move. DeAndre Swift is a violent runner. He went off on Sunday against Philadelphia. And and that was what was so alarming and what really had me thinking like, man, next week might get ugly if we don't keep this thing in check. 15 carries, a buck 44 for DeAndre Swift. Not against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense, against the Eagles defense. This is a Philadelphia defense that brought in buku pieces to become better. They draft Nicobe Dean. They bring in Kaiser White, TJ Edwards. They draft Jordan Davis, and they still ran the football at will against Philadelphia. If Washington is going to get off to a 2-0 start on the season, they have got to account for guys in the running game against the Detroit Lions. Because against Jacksonville, it wasn't good enough. I thought Jacksonville probably got away from the run too quickly. 11 carries, 66 yards for James Robinson in a touchdown in his first action back after tearing his Achilles a season ago. That's not good enough. And it's not really one particular group that I have an issue with when it comes to stopping the run. The linebackers weren't good enough. And quite frankly, yeah, the defensive line played well in the pass game. I need them to get off blocks better in the running game as well. When we're talking about this commander's defense and how they defend the run, everybody's got to be accountable. It can't be nine guys doing their job. You need all 11 hats flying to the football, and you need all 11 hats in their gap doing their job. It's that simple. I don't try to make this into some type of pissing contest. I don't try to make this into some type of rocket science. I don't try to make this into some type of multi-layered algebra problem. Like, this is just football. It's just football. It's about beating the man in front of you on a consistent basis. You do it more times than the other team does, you're probably going to win. And right now for Washington up front, I do have legitimate questions. One, because the depth clearly is going to be tested. You can't have Jonathan Allen and De'Ron Payne playing the amount of snaps that they played on Sunday. It's tough. It's the first game. You got adrenaline. You're at home. It's easy to find that extra gear. This Sunday against Detroit, man, when Frank Ragno's pulling out at you, trying to knock your face in, it ain't going to be easy. When, when, when DeAndre Swift is running like a man possessed, it's not going to be easy. So if you're Washington, man, I need guys like Daniel Wise to step up. I need F.A. Obata to continue to show that position versatility and show that he can play on the inside and on the outside because Washington's going to need all hands on deck Sunday in Detroit. Want to continue to take your calls. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. Did your expectations change for Washington after the victory Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars? Let's go to Cliff who wants to tap in. What's going on, Cliff? Hey, good afternoon, Lanier. Um, My expectations did not change. I never said they was going to have a less win season. I, I'm on I predicted that they was going to have a double-digit win season this year. And isn't this the same Jacksonville team except for 
a couple of new players that beat Carson Wentz and the Colts last year to keep them from making the playoffs. Uh, hello. Thank you. I, I appreciate you making that point because a lot of people are trying to discredit Washington's victory, and I don't like it. Right. And Detroit is not is not going to be a cakewalk on Sunday. We know that for sure already. But their quarterback is capable of giving up the ball. Just hopefully Carson Wentz throws so many picks. And our defense do need to, do need to uh, tighten it up. And I know we're going to be short on the, uh, the defensive line, but whoever they bring in, hopefully they can play. Hopefully, and, man. Yeah, and when um when uh when uh Chase Young is due to come back after four weeks or whatever, I wouldn't bring him. I wouldn't bring him back until it's time to play the Cowboys. And I'll sit back and listen. Hey, I appreciate your call. It's an interesting point, man. I don't know if you got a PhD or not, but man, that Chase Young injury situation is going to be interesting. We don't know the health of Dak Prescott moving forward. I've heard multiple different reports. Jerry Jones says four to six weeks. Adam Schefter says six to eight weeks. Schefter's usually not wrong. But Jerry Jones owns the damn team, so we'll see. But I do know this. He will miss that first game against Washington. We got to make him pay. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts. Washington must come out and beat the Dallas Cowboys here in a few weeks. Right now, though, we're talking about the Commanders and their victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars this past Sunday. I want to hear from you guys. Did the victory on Sunday change your expectations for Washington for the remainder of the season? Let's go to Bones. Who wants to tap in real quick? What's going on, Bones? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you know, man, you know, the victory on Sunday, no, I didn't change my expectations, right? Because right now I don't have a whole lot of expectations for this team because that was just one game, you know. You know, these people, you know, this mob here, you know, they do this every year. You know, win one or two games and we get all hyped up like we're going to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. <laughs> We've been doing this stuff since RFK, man. You know, that's what this team do. The thing is, this defense is not playing real aggressive like it needs to be. You know, you got Jackson and Holcomb and they're out there acting like they're passing out mail and all that type of stuff, man. You know? And then Scott Jackson, I mean, Scott Turner, yeah, you call it a good game. You call it a great game. Now, don't, don't give him his credit. I like, I like the fact that Carson Wentz, and sling that ball. So let him throw that ball downfield, man, and stop all that little five and six and seven yard dunks, man, and let that man do it. Stretch that field out, man. You know, you got you got gazelles on the end. Hey, look, can run, man. hey Bones, I, pre- I appreciate the call, man. I'll push back on what you said because a lot of callers have, have called in and said this. Y'all got to get smarter, man. I demand excellence on the Team 980 listener lines. It's not about the play call if the ball doesn't go deep. Carson Wentz at the end of the day is in control of where the football goes. So stop wasting your time calling in trying to complain about Scott Turner. This is a safe space for Shout Turner. If y'all are, if y'all are just tuning in, I, I nicknamed him. He's got a new name. He's no longer Scott Turner. He is Shout Turner. You want to know why? Because every time we go on the field offensively now, I got to be prepared to shout. Because you never know. Walking to him, Wentz might throw another bomb. Man, everything Scott Turner did on Sunday, I loved. I loved it. So I'm the wrong host to call into and try to complain about Scott Turner. You'll get met with deaf ears. I promise you. Team 980 listener lines wide open. We'll take one more before we go to the break. Let's go to Thomas, who's in D.C. Did your expectations change for Washington after Sunday's win against Jacksonville? Man, I got to go with Bones on this one. I got to go with you on that one, too. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, you know, I mean, we got some, some gazelles on the end. So at the end of the day, you know, Scott Turner called a hell of a game, big dog. 
he did. He definitely did. He called a hell of a game. You know what I mean? But our linebackers and our back ends, I, the only thing I don't like, I do not want to see our captain, like Kendall Fuller, making blunder plays, you know, making yeah. making bad decisions. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. The only thing that haunts us is that when we start seeing our captains and the people that lead us make dumb plays. You know what I mean? I agree. Uh, 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 that's the only thing that, that got me. But I'm with you, but I'm with Bones too, though. We got the gazelles on there. Let that bad sling that ball. You know what I mean? But the linebackers are handing out mail. You know how we feel about Jamin, uh, Jamin Davis. <laughs> Man, look, look, the Jamin Davis slander needs to stop, too. Because if going back and watching the game with my two eyes, I felt like he thoroughly outplayed Cole Holcomb. Maybe somebody will disagree with me. Maybe the Hoffman will disagree with me. Three to six here on the Team 980. I'm interested to see what he has to say. Because we've been talking about Jamin Davis all summer long. Everybody was looking for the growth and development in year two from Jamin Davis. I thought Sunday was a good first step. Want to continue to hear from you guys, though. Team 980 listener lines wide open, 301-230-0980. After Sunday's performance against Jacksonville, did your expectations change at all for the commanders this season? Let's go to Devon before we take the break. Hey, what's up, Vanell? Uh, I'm with you, man. Um, I My expectations didn't change because from the moment that we got Carson Wentz, I was one of the many few that was happy because I said my one of the many finally, one of the many few Devon. Come on, brother. Yes, that, that was happy because everybody else was killing them from day one. I said we finally got a competent quarterback. That's all. That's what we've been missing. Everybody, and I'm with you, Linnell. It's like we in a lose lose situation. I'm telling you, if we would have lost to Jacksonville, it would have been something. We win against Jacksonville over oh, just Jacksonville. Let me pull up a stat for you, though, Linnell. All right, I love numbers now. Josh Allen, his first game, he threw for two ninety seven, three tugs and two picks. Carson Wentz, three thirteen, four yeah. tugs, two picks. But nobody talks about. <laughs> nobody wants to put Carson up up there as doing anything, man. Everybody is is, is criticizing him. Talking about the roller coaster, he's no. Oh, hold on now, Devon. It was a roller coaster. You, I, I'm not gonna let you talk crazy now. No, no. I, I told you I demand excellence from the callers, man. It was a roller coaster. The two interceptions, Devon. I, I don't. I don't know how much football you watch. You can't defend either of them. They're they're boneheaded no, plays. For sure, but my next point was it was a roller coaster. But what have what have everybody been criticizing Carson Wentz for? He's basically I love this first game because he's showing everybody that he's learning. Everybody was saying he's not a leader. He's been showing that since he got here. Everybody's been saying, oh, he don't take the blame for nothing. He threw two picks. He owned it. He's in front of the team and everything. This love is going to drive our season. It's going to drive our season. It jump started it. I'm with Bones. I'm with Bones. We defensively, we got to get aggressive. And before I leave, don't Paulie and Little sound kind of alike? <laughs> don't they? Just a little bit, right? I ain't going to lie. I'm like, damn, was Kim folk? I'm trying to figure out the same thing myself. I appreciate y'all tapping in with me on the phones, man. We're continuing to hit them hard here. Team 980 listener lines wide open. 301-230-0980. Did the expectations change for you for the season outlook for Washington after Sunday's victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you're on the phones, stay right there. We'll get to you on the other side of this break. Your calls and my analysis next right here on the Team 980 
in the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more rings, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. Dalton gets set. Chase Young got him. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. We got some crack coming in. That must mean Ant-Man is behind the glass now. Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you on Burgundy in Gold today. Giving you only the best commander's coverage. Not only in the DMV. We worldwide, baby. Expert analysis, fan reaction, and the biggest names in Burgundy and Gold history lives right here. Weekdays 12 to 3. On the Team 980, the combination of myself, Big Brain, Scott Jackson, and the old one, the DLC, Rick Doc Walker. And I don't know if you were here yesterday. Were you here yesterday when they was when they was talking about me, man? Because I got, I got some people I'm interrogating, and I didn't even tell you when I walked in there. You're number one on my list because I hope you was coming to bat for me, man. We go back. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I was in here. What were they saying? I heard a lot of negativity being spewed about your boy. Oh, about you. Uh, it, it all starts with that with that crazy SOB doc, man. I told him <laughs> he got hit in the head too many damn times. <laughs> and then Scott, I'm really disappointed in Scott. Every time somebody talks about the size of Scott Jackson's head, you know what I say? It must be a big brain living in there. No more. I will no longer go to bat for Scott Jackson. Maybe I will, though, because that's my dude. I told the story earlier, Ant-Man. When I was trying to break into this thing, Scott was the only, like, member of the media, I guess I'll call him, that didn't big time me, never Hollywooded me, hopped on my podcast when I was a nobody back in college. So I always got love for Scott Jackson. But that Doc Walker, man, Charlie tripping. Tell you that straight up. Team 980 listen lines wide open, though. 301-230-0980. You can tap it with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. The Commanders, 28-22 victors over the Jacksonville Jaguars this Sunday. It looked good, too. Carson Wentz, four touchdowns. Yes, he threw the two picks, people I know. But when's the last time you saw a commander's quarterback throw four touchdowns? So it looked good. Defensively, we know there are some things that they need to get better. 
But, man, overall, after Sunday's performance against Jacksonville, have your expectations changed for this group? Let's go to Aaron, who's in D.C. Appreciate the wait, my man. Aaron, what do you think? Buddy? Hey, thank you for, for taking my call. So of course. I got some stats for you, too. And, uh, oh, I Washington love numbers. Play good. So, so if you look at the teams that played this weekend, Buffalo completed 90% on third down wow. right, conversions. Philly completed 58%. Kansas City completed 62%, and Washington completed 70%. But if you go back and you look at that drop by Bates, where it's like a third and two, third yep. and three, I remember. they would have been at an 80% clip for third down conversions. So uh, third down conversions is a huge thing. That's how we're able to overcome all of the turnovers. And then if you want to look at passing, the only quarterback that threw more TDs than Wentz was Pat Mahomes. So he's in good company as far as uh, TD passes. Preach it. And one of the guys brought up um, the players making mistakes for the Jaguars. Part of the reason why they were dropping a ball is that they were getting a wood laid to them by a lot of those DBs out there. Yeah. So uh, I was over near where Etienne could have got that uh, touchdown pass um, and walked in the end zone, but he was scared to catch the ball because of that hit he had taken earlier in the game. So I was saying so ghosts. There are a lot of things that are good things that we're doing. Um, I thought they were going to win maybe nine games. I'm comfortable with saying 10 or 11 now. Wow. This is the first part, man, I appreciate the call, Aaron. This is the first person that's called in and said, yeah, hell yeah, they changed my expectations. I think we're going to win more games. And look, Aaron, I can't be mad at you. That is what this show and this program is about. It's about the callers calling in, giving their reasons, giving their expectations, and I'll tell you whether or not you're tripping or not. Aaron, I'll say this. 11 games, you're probably tripping. But 10 games, man, can't be out of the realm of possibility. This is a group that has the easiest schedule in the National Football League. Do I need to say anything else? Can I list off some of the quarterbacks we're going to have to take on here in the next few weeks? Jared Goff. (laughs) Jalen Hurts. Nah, hasn't proved it to me all the way yet. I need to see more from him. He played his ass off against Detroit. Cooper Rush. Might as well put Anthony Haney back there at quarterback. I could have got better from him. The Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill is terrible. Malik Willis, we might not even be playing Ryan Tannehill. We might be seeing Freaky Leaky by October 9th when the Titans come to town. We might be seeing Malik Willis. Then we got Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Love the brother. Not a good quarterback. So Washington has to be able to capitalize on the poor quarterbacks that we're playing. And defensively, look, I needed to get better. We all know that. We all know that. But it's week one. I hope. Just like the offense, it's more about process than it is the game-to-game results. Can they get better? I think they will. That defensive line deserves a shout-out. Coach Kaniga really has them playing with a different mindset and mentality. If he was coaching me, I'd do what he said, too. I mean, the man is huge. Literally, his quad is probably bigger than our super producer in studio here today. Let's go to Jay, who's in French and wants to tap in. Jay, did your expectations change at all after Sunday's win against Jacksonville? No, not not really. I mean, if if you talk about 10 wins with the extra game, that's really a nine-win season in the old format, right? Who cares about the old format, brother? Well, I mean, when you you. add a game to the whole schedule, right, now nine-win teams might become 10-win teams, and 11-win teams become 12-win teams. But the guy before the break trying to compare Carson Wentz stats to Josh Allen's stats, that's insanity. I, like, I'm telling you, okay, talk, talk your talk. 
That's crazy. Because Carson Wentz is through picks. Look, we know we know we're going to get the good, bad, and the ugly from Carson Wentz. We know this, right? He's going to throw bonehead picks, and he's going to throw uh, rocket missiles that Heineke could never throw in his life, right? And the one thing I like is the fact that Terry McLaurin didn't have to slow down on that deep ball. He just able to catch it in stride. That's something that Taylor Heineke really couldn't do, uh, laying it out there that far over 40 yards. Um, but, you know, Carson Wentz, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if he can remain healthy. We'll see if he plays a full season. Um, but, no, I don't think the expectations change. I mean, it was Jacksonville with a first-year coach with a second-year quarterback. Like, they sh- you, should, you should beat that team. It'll I agree. Be interesting. I think the expectation changes by a game because Dallas lost Dak Prescott, and we get to play a weak Dallas team in a few weeks. I appreciate the call, Jay, and we'll talk about Dak Prescott in the NFC East and what that injury does to the rest of the division tomorrow here 12-3 on the Team 980. I'm back with you again here on Burgundy and Gold today. But right now, though, we're talking about our expectations for the Washington Commanders for 2022 after their 28-22 win on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. We all know it wasn't all peaches and roses. I would be a liar if I sat up if I sat up here and told you everything was perfect. I'd be a liar if I told you there weren't areas that they need to clearly improve at. But look, I'm flying high and feeling good. We're 1-0. We're undefeated at FedEx. And we're undefeated under the new moniker of the Washington Commanders. I need positivity. Give me reasons, y'all. Sunday, after the performance against Jacksonville, has your expectations for this group changed at all? Let's go to AP, who's in Greenbelt, wants to tap in. What's going on, AP? What's going on, Lynn? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Let me ask you this, AP, because I know you're a regular listener, and I'm trying to call out everybody who could be used as a witness when I take Doc Walker and Scott Jackson to radio court. Were they slandering my name on here yesterday, oh. AP? Oh, man. Man, look. They... <laughs> <laughs> they, they was they was big red five hot beat slander in your I'm name, telling you, they, man, I got, I got the RZ app just like everybody else. Balcony, I was tapped in. <laughs> they was hanging you over the balcony. That's man. all right. Let me tell you this. That, let me tell you this, AP. Them slandering me is not going to make Scott Jackson's head smaller, and it's not going to make Doc's hair grow back. So it's all for nothing. Hey, man. <laughs> Look. I was like, man, they hang a nail over the balcony. They're my dudes, though, man. It's all love. You all know how we get down. AP, answer the question, though, brother. Did did your expectations yeah. change at all after Sunday's win? I, I mean, look, man, you know, I was on military duty watching this game, so it took me a whole lot. I mean, I was trying to stream for signals and whatnot. Right. I mean, dude, I was struggling. But, uh, I mean, when I seen them, them interceptions get thrown, I ain't going to lie, I panicked a little bit. You know, I, I closed my laptop. <laughs> but uh, as far as everything goes, man, like, you know, we just got to handle our business, man. Like I said, we just got to play sound, fundamental football. You know, Kendall Fuller, you were, you a veteran, you a captain. I need more. You can't be making the mistakes, man. Get your I head mean, turned around when that ball go up in the air. Look, look at the eyes of the receiver. Get your head turned around. Because, I mean, some of them balls that were thrown his way, they weren't even catchable. So it shouldn't even been a flag thrown anyway. But yep. by rule, you got to get your head turned around. But. Like I said, man, we just got to execute. We could beat Detroit. They're not some invincible team. They're not a team to be slept on. They hung with Philly. We just got to handle our business. Same thing with Dallas. Hey, I appreciate the no, call, my no man. No blood and handle our business. Hey, I appreciate the call, my man. Team 980 listener lines wide open. We've got to take the break here soon. Let's go to Steve who wants to tap in. Steve, have your expectations changed now that Washington knocked off Jacksonville in the season opener? 
Uh, no, they haven't changed. They're, they're right, right where I thought they would be. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the few, I guess. I told my son, <laughs> with all the weapons we have and an adequate quarterback, we should, we should, we should score 28 points. You know, we got too many weapons. I don't know no defenses that can go out there and and stop Terry McCorn and and all our other weapons at the at, at that like that. You know, and I got to tell you one thing about those interceptions. Mm-hmm. The first one, horrible. He scared him down the whole way. That was on him. The second one, that guy's a freak. He should not have jumped over in the hip. He, he he was over to, way to the right. Carson got ready to throw the ball. He Steve. wasn't even in the picture. As soon as Steve. he let it go, the Steve. guy jumped over there and got the ball. Steve. That's not on Carson. That Steve. guy's a freak. Steve, I, I agree. Gotta, I, got, I agree, Steve. Trayvon Walker is a freak. But, Steve, you know this, man. <laughs> throw the ball in the damn dirt. Why? Why? You, look, what you you seen him flash across he your face? Dead. He wasn't there though. I'm, I'm I looked at it four times. The guy was not even in the picture. He was engaged with the tackle. As soon as Carson let it go, the guy took those long ass arms and jumped <laughs> over there. He wasn't even in the picture, Lene. I'm telling you, Carson looking at the running back. The guy's over to the right with the tackle. He ain't in the, in the shot. Well, look, Steve. Let me let me tell you this, Steve. It's a better explanation than the caller gave earlier. You know, a caller earlier, Steve, had the nerve to say, "Well, Scott Turner shouldn't have called the screen." I hung up on him so fast, boy. I told you, I only crazy. demand excellence from the callers here on Burgundy and Gold today. I appreciate you tapping in, Steve. Wow, hey man, you missed that discussion. I, I went off earlier, and you know, normally I, I normally am known for going off. I've kind of built that reputation, but earlier, man, they were trying to blame Shout Turner. Notice I caught this the first time using it, Shout Turner. But look, anybody, I want to get your opinion on this. What, what did you think? Because you're my, my, my resident analyst in the house, flag football aficionado, super coach, super producer. What did you see on the interception? I just saw a fantastic play by the number one pick in the NFL draft. I mean, I, I, I agree with y'all and I don't agree with y'all because I'm like, man, he didn't. This no. is what we saw from, he really this we saw from the last year, though. He, but he really did not. When I tell you Trayvon Walker lunged out of nowhere. He's a freak. Exactly. He's so, freak. like, he was behind the tackle. Like, I doubt Carson's on. I doubt he saw him. Well, and maybe- I don't think he was supposed to be in that crease either. Like, that's what Ron was saying. He wasn't supposed to be there. Wasn't, I, I hated when Ron said that. Because what you mean he's not supposed to be there? What, what, uh, who are you to so- tell somebody where they're supposed to be? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you even <laughs> talking about, Riverboat? But, look, we might need to get Carson on the same LASIK plan that Los Rogers was supposed to be on. Because if he can't see a defensive end – Flashing in front of his face, we have problems. He was to the left. I'm trying to tell you. Let me tell you this. It was a lunging pick out of nowhere. He gives me another two interception game. We're going to be singing to the left, to the left, because he's got to go. I promise you. Let's go to Al. Before we take the break here, Al, what's going on, my man? Have your expectations changed after Sunday's win against Jacksonville? Hey, well, not not really, and I'll tell you why. I was at the game, and, and listen, I have hope. I will say that. And I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist, but the, here's the thing. I, Trevor Lawrence, it's not that good. He's not. He overthrew. He overthrew. He couldn't throw the deep ball. ETN dropped what would have been a touchdown, right? And honestly, I think they got a little bit lucky, not to take away from the Carson picked himself up, dusted himself off, and threw two more touchdowns after those interceptions. But listen, I, 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 not enough. Got to see a little bit more. Hey, Al, look. Hey, Al. Detroit. Al, I hear you. And look, I'll say this, and I'll let you keep going after I say this. Sometimes, brother, it's better to be lucky than good. Oh, I'll take it. And, and I'm sure every every commander fan in D.C. Would, would agree with me and, right. and you on that. But 
But I've got to see how they play against Detroit and that week three matchup against Philly. But then, then let's talk. Then, then we'll, we can be convinced maybe these guys could have a real meaningful season. Hey, I appreciate the call, Alex. Go to Mo before we hit the break. Mo, have your expectations changed after Sunday's win against Jacksonville? Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah, guys, I'll tell you. It was. Can you hear me? I got you, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was. Uh, a get back for Carson Wentz because, like you said, they beat um, uh, the team, uh, the um, coach last year. And what we got to do, man, this year, everybody got to just let these guys play. We got a fast team. We got a team with the speed. Look at the the dynamics. The speed of each player is upgraded from the last three to four years. Let's just sit back, enjoy this we got we to gotta enjoy these guys spreading their talent, their their skill, whether it's the speed, whether it's the the catching, the the guts, the you know the all out playing to win for the DMV. We end this together. So I'm saying to y'all, everybody coming here talking about uh, Dallas going to do this here, Philly is this here, but guess what? This team that Ron Rivera and and, um, and Jack Youngblood put together. They need to be proud to play for Ron Rivera and Jack Youngblood. Both were two heck of a players. So if yes, any of the were. Washington football world, any of the, the the commanders are listening to this, they need to know that they can put their guts out for these two coaches. We're going to win something, even if it's just a playoff this year. Mo Wilson, heavyweight boxer, did the best of them in, in, in my division. Talk your talk. Well, I, I, the the Redskins is also the, – the, the, the commanders are also one of the best in the division. Hey, I appreciate the call, Mo. I'll be sure, man, if I got an issue with Doc or Scott, I'm going to call Mo straight up, and then we're going to see what they're really about. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll put a bow on things here. Burgundy and gold today right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. This is the Burgundy and gold today. McLaurin in stride for the first down. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Lanelle Willingham here with you for one final segment. Before I dish the rock to Craig Hoffman, he'll take you on your afternoon drive home. Three to six here on the Team 980. And luckily enough, I bumped into the Hoffman. And the place that we work at. That's not what happened. (laughs) Well, tell the people what happened. You did not bump into me. I was back in the production studio where I was taping Take Command earlier and getting ready for the show. And all of a sudden, I hear from out out of the soundproof door. (laughs) Craig! (laughs) Well, it's more like a Craig. Craig! Craig, I need you. What's this loud loud man want from me? And then I was like, it's a little early, but I I guess... Double in the break, etc. Radio inside baseball there, uh, but I, I was well, like, cross right. talk is always good for no, the people. I, I like it. I like getting in studio. You, I'm excited to have you back on Thursday. I saw the uh, schedule. So excited to have you back in from 4:30 to six and all. But yeah, you, we did not run into each other. I was summoned loudly. Jeez. Anthony, you see what he's doing already? Already peeling the curtain back. We're trying to make it as real as possible. No, yeah. I didn't run into you. I saw really? you when you walked in here. It's hard to miss you. Very handsome man. 
He walks past anywhere. People are breaking their necks. My that wife does me. have a bone to pick with you. Oh, that's a bet. I hope she's listening right now because I got a question for you, and I hope you answer honestly because I know Mrs. Hoffman is listening. Mm -hmm. Your first NFL Sunday as a married man, how was it? Uh, it was good. I mean, I think it had less to do with the marriage and more to do with the job. Yeah. Like uh, that, that I – uh, I obviously have to watch with more intention uh, yeah. than I have in the past uh, and and the timeliness of it all where even last year when I was just doing pregame I could kind of watch the game whenever I wanted so I, sometimes I would do pregame and then I'd be like alright I'm going to go do something fun and then I'll come back later and watch the game back and, and I always was prepared for when I had to be on the air but um, now I have to be on the air on Mondays and Logan and I tape a reaction podcast after the game so even this Sunday like we're trying to do something I'm going to have to like do the thing that we want to do go back and either catch up in real time uh or watch the game on demand like as soon as it's over try to fast forward through the commercials and stuff on game pass to, to catch up that way when logan's ready to go like we can record the pod but um that's the biggest difference no my wife though uh she feels like you comment on my appearance a lot and it's uh i mean look rachel sorry i mean look you have eyes clearly you knew what you were doing sorry that i'm just a confirming your beliefs just she, she i think i think her quote is i am more uh it, like i <laughs> as in correct like so like you mm -hmm. when she says it to me i'm more than a piece of meat and that's just what wow that's just what she would like well, to i would be never ever say you're just a piece of meat you're a piece of meat with brains thank you i'll say that <laughs> thank you craig thank i wanted you. to ask you this though man obviously we'll get into it more when i hop on with you guys thursday man but your initial overall takeaways uh, from the Commanders' 28-22 victory against Jacksonville Sunday. I mean, they played really well. Um, I think they were good. I think that you ultimately win that game uh, in part because you are playing against an opponent that is not ready for that stage yet. Um, so I do think that there is the reality. Like they, they both played well, and there is room to be critical. Um, one of the things that I think is interesting in taking in kind of the fan reaction mm -hmm. is this idea that, a lot of people seem to think they're supposed to be perfect. And I'm like, I don't know how much football you've watched in yeah. your life, but like it's the NFL. The other guys get paid too. And um, Jacksonville's got a lot of talent uh, and they have professional level coaches who make adjustments. And, you know, ultimately the commanders did what they needed to do uh, to, uh, you know, adjust to the adjustments and get back on schedule and, and, and make the plays down the stretch. Um, defensively, I thought they played pretty well. Um, they could have played better, but I think you're also seeing a strategy that is going to be more effective this year in terms of bend but don't break. Like you're going to break against Patrick Mahomes and uh, Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, and Supposed this to. <laughs> year, this year you don't see those guys on the schedule, so uh, it's not going to be comfortable. I don't think it's going to be comfortable very often for this team. I don't think they're good enough to make it comfortable, but I do think they're good enough to win more often than they lose, and that's going to put you in playoff con uh, contention. And, and that, like my opinion on that, hasn't really changed based off week one. It's been confirmed in some ways. That was, that's what I was going to ask you next. Did did your expectations change at all? I know we want to talk about Jacksonville and them being a lesser opponent, but if as you saw across the National Football League in week one, it was sloppy everywhere. I mean, like it's yeah, it's that time of year, man. It's basically like the preseason for the first couple of weeks, right? No, it is, and and I think that. The question becomes like, how consistently can Scott Turner be that good? Oh, he was amazing. Because Turner was was excellent. Um, I know you were just saying that. Like, I certainly sang his praises. I went into some detail yesterday um, about some of the mix and match of personnel and, and formations and how they used it. And um, I think that stuff 
It's like, okay, what what is the situation where you're going, oh, well, they win because it's Jacksonville versus what do they do against a better team? Uh, Trevor Lawrence missing some throws is due to the fact that he's a young player still getting his feet underneath him. Right. And, uh, they also did a good job of heating him up against a better O-line, maybe not, even if they didn't get a ton of sack numbers, like they were in the his face a real, lot. Yeah. Logan said he charted one stretch about, like, he thinks it was eight straight plays where Lawrence got hit. Wow. Like, so there, there's that element where he eventually like feels some phantom pressure and he moves in the red zone against a team. And so that's on like a good drive. They hit him eight straight times. Jacksonville is able to piece it together, but it gets down to the red zone and he starts feeling phantom pressure and he, he makes a bad throw um, and moves and moves when he doesn't need to. So there's kind of a cumulative effect there that against a more veteran quarterback, even maybe against Jared Goff this week, that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And that those are kind of the, the lines offensively. What they did, I think that works against anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, like sure. Maybe better players on an elite defense tackle better, yeah. and it becomes harder. But schematically, the stuff they did, like you're forcing the defense to make choices, mm-hmm. and your choices either give up long bombs to Terry McLaurin, or let Curtis Samuel catch the ball underneath one on one and hope that your guys can rally and tackle. And there's going to be a lot of weeks where Curtis Samuel catches the ball, and you're not going to rally and tackle because <laughs> there's a reason they paid that man all that money. Man, do you remember when we went to the Eastern shoot? That was my first time seeing Curtis in person. I said to you, man, I said, he's built like a damn running back. Yeah. He's huge. So for those people worrying about the amount of touches he got in week one, I expect that to continue, and I think he's got the physical makeup to be able to deal with it. No, I agree. I would like to see Terry get a little more involved. Like I'd like to see them manufacture some more stuff for Terry um, because he's so dangerous with the ball in his hands. You saw it on that and, one third down. But yeah. at the same time, like you, I, I think one thing that gets confused when I say that is the idea that, oh, well, they can run the screens or they should run screens or reverses and some of the stuff they do for Gibson, some of the stuff they do for McKissick, and obviously some of the stuff they do for Curtis for Terry. Terry's not that player. Right. And like – the, the short area of quickness and burst, the ability to read blocks, like there's four guys at least on the team that are better at that than Terry. Right. Um, you know, when you talk about the the running backs, you talk about Jahan, like those guys are all better at reading blocks on a screen, for instance, than Terry. So you have to find ways where you can threaten vertically with Jahan, threaten vertically with Curtis, use a stack to get a free release and get a quick out or a quick in, a slant route, something like that that's short and quick where you probably can get a ball to Terry and then let him catch it on the move and go. That's where he's great, but you can also kind of dictate and make it so that the defense is going to give you that. That's really my only gripe with the game plan and, and how they ran it. But I also think that's the kind of thing that changes week to week. And if you mm-hmm. feel like you can beat Jacksonville without giving McLaren eight touches, like go go for it. Uh, and they did. And, and ultimately, I think that you got to come away happy from from what you saw, especially offensively and defensively. Frankly, they played a lot better than people want to give them credit for. Yeah, I definitely agree with that notion as well. I think we'll be saying this for all 16 remaining games. Linebackers just have to be a little bit better. Um as um, far as not not allowing, I know it's hard to shed the block of an offensive guard, but like, man, sometimes you just got to come up and hit the guy in the face, and yeah, then, and then I see mean, what see what happens after. I mean, I I think that this will be one of the lower total tackle games for Cole this year. Like, he's probably got to show up and make a few more plays. People killing Jamin, like I thought Jamin played better than Cole. Yes, like Jamin, <laughs> like they were both kind of neutral, right. like. They were both just, they did the job. But that's kind of the way they designed the defense. It's right. like, 
their first rounders up front are the guys that you want making plays, and they do stuff that helps those guys make plays in the line of scrimmage. It's Cole and Jamin. Like Cole's around the ball a lot. Jamin's yeah. around the ball a lot. They it's just are they the first one there? Are they shooting gaps? Are they are they making special plays? No, that's not really what this defense is built for. Um, and so I, I would just I would tell everybody like adjust your expectations right. more than you more than like get mad about it. Yeah, I loved how they used Jamin as a blitzer. Craig, I wanted to run this nugget past you. I know you're a man of numbers. I thought this really... As long as I don't have to do math with them. But I, li- <laughs> I appreciate them uh, as, as context. I, I, I loved and I thought this helped out uh, Washington's rhythm offensively. Uh, somebody tweeted and I went back and tried to confirm. Washington threw the ball 22 times on first and second down. Those are normally expected running downs. A huge stark contrast from a year ago where they were like third in the NFL in runs on first down. Yeah, no, I mean, it was pretty clear they came out and they were like, we're going to do... We're going to do things differently. Yeah. And I think I think this How is How much is, also, is that more to do with Carson at the position and the trust level, or do you think it's just Scott saying, hey, I this th- probably works better? I honestly think it's more Curtis than it is Carson um, because I think they look at Samuel and his touches as an extension of their run game. Yes, I was and saying like, that earlier too. And the yep. thing that, that – like the reason you have a run game in the modern NFL is to adjust coverage and make you know guys come up. And that happened. And then eventually they hit the shot to Terry down the sideline. Like, those things are related. So even if they're not handoffs, those extension of the run game, having Curtis Samuel as a receiver, that's a big deal. More of a breakdown of Washington's season opening victory against the Jacksonville Jaguars next. Craig Hoffman going to take you on your drive home. 3-6 to six right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. For the Burgundy and Gold today, Leno Willingham signing off. I'm back with you tomorrow at noon. Be here. You got to get up, cause homies, thug homies, yeah, they giving it up. Low life, yo life, boy, we living it up. Taking chances while we dancing. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.